0: Welcome to the Get in the Fight podcast. My name is Nate Whitson and I'm the founder of Get in the Fight Ministries and our exclusive online fight club for Christian men. Everything we do here is dedicated to helping Christian men become the men that God meant for them to be. So if you're looking for helpful content and conversations that can help you to grow and become the man that God made you to be, then you're in the right place. But before we get started, please do me a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button and then leave us a five-star review. Doing that helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Also, if you'd like to learn more about our mission and how to get involved or how to join the Fight Club, then head on over to getinthefight.club. That's getinthefight.club and learn more today. But without further ado, it's time to get in the fight. So let's go. Hey, what's up, fellas? It's Nate Whitson with the Get in the Fight Podcast super excited for today's conversation with you today. And just a reminder, if you're new to the podcast, that we are here for Christian men in particular. We want to help Christian men become the men that God meant for uh, us to be, for you to be. And so if uh, you're a Christian man that is wanting to live a better life and live a bigger life, then the conversations and topics that we talk about are really geared with you in mind. So if that's you, if you're new to us, we're glad that you're here. If you've been listening for a while, then I hope that that means that you're finding that being a part of this conversation is helping you to be a better man and to live a better life. And so today we're talking about a conversation that I think just we need to have hammered into our life more and more. It's a conversation about communication with our wives. And a quick side note for our single men listening today, if you're not married, but hope to be remarried or whatever your situation is, don't tune out. What I would tell you is that This conversation about married life and communication will serve you well, even in your dating, but certainly in the future. So again, don't tune this out if you're not yet married. I think it's something that's worth listening to and improving on even in your single life as well. But one of the crazy things about being married, I've been married now for, I should get this right, 19 years. I guess next year would be 20. So 19 years. And it's really fascinating to be married to somebody that you love, that you're with constantly. We're together all the time. We're always talking. But what you find out is that it's difficult to communicate. You can be living together, around each other, talking all the time, and then find out that when you're trying to get a point across or you think that you've communicated well and find out that you haven't, it's always a surprising thing. So we constantly have to be learning how to communicate, how to connect with our wives in a better way. And so today we're going to look at five key ideas, I think five key principles that can help us to have better communication skill with our wife. All right, so that's where we're going today. We're going to look at five uh, key things or five key ways that we can improve our communication skills with our wives. And those five things we're going to look at are, number one, leading with love. Number two, practicing active listening. Number three, understanding the power of our words. Number four, resolving conflict God's way. And then number five, pursuing unity through prayer. So that's where we're going to go today. We're going to start, though, with number one, leading with love. And so when you look at the Bible and you see what love looks like, what love does, we find that love, or a key component of love anyways, is that it's sacrificial. And I think this idea is really uh, laid out well in Ephesians chapter 5. And so I'm going to read verse 1 and 2 for us here, and then we'll talk about that. And we'll look at another part of this chapter in just a second. But verses 1 and 2 say this, Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. So this is the beginning conversation here of leading with love. If you want to improve your communication with your wife, then again, it sounds very simple and we know it's not easy, but the idea is to imitate God in everything that you do. So I want you to think about this, the way that God would communicate with your wife, what would that look like? What would it sound like if God were to communicate with your wife? You know, it's oftentimes very striking how men will talk to their wives. And and what strikes me as funny is that when a man is uh, pursuing a woman, the way that he talks is always so different than maybe 10, 15, 5 years, I don't know, whatever it is, into their marriage. It just changes over time, and and not always in a good way. If we don't learn to communicate with our wives and we don't learn to speak to them like God would speak to them, We can really get uh, very harsh. We can get very critical. We can speak to them like a business partner, but not the love of our life. And so just thinking about this verse is very challenging. Imitating God in everything you do, living a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. Well, what did that look like? It follows up and tells us right here. The example of Christ was that he loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us. And I think that's key. For you and I, for any of us, I guess, that are married, we want to look at our role as men as sacrificial. What does it mean to be a man? Well, a a true man, a real man, is one who sacrificially gives his life for the benefit of others. And that's really the model that we saw in Christ. And that's the model that we still see in men that we admire and respect the most today. They are men that are sacrificial in the way that they love, the way that they serve, the way that they work. It's always with the intention of giving for the benefit of others. And so taking on that imitation of Christ in that way is surely going to be the foundation for us in leading with love and in improving communication with our wife. Here, here's what it says in verse 25. Through 29 of the same chapter, Ephesians 5. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Well, how did Christ love the church? It goes on to say, He gave up His life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to Himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. In the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body, but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. So better communication comes when we lead with love. And what does love look like? Well, Christ demonstrated it. Christ loved the church. And we know that because he sacrificially gave everything for the benefit of her. He gave up his life for her. And so he did this in a way that we could know without fail that love wasn't just an emotion. Love was a decision that Christ made, and it was an action that he took. And it's in those actions that we see what true love looks like. And again, if we want to improve communication then it starts with the foundation of understanding what does love look like. I was talking to a guy recently and he was just saying, man, like my marriage is tough. Like my wife, I just, she drives me crazy a little bit, doesn't really respect him well, doesn't do some of the things that he expects that she should just naturally understand about taking care of herself or taking care of the kids and all of these different things. And it really just, you know, struck me that sacrificial love hurts, you know, my encouragement to him was regardless of her response to you, you as the man ought to love her sacrificially. You have the responsibility to do your part regardless of how she does hers. And and again, that's really, it's easy to say. But when you're living in that situation, how how sacrificial, how hard, how difficult is that? It's as difficult as anything, and yet we look at the example of Christ. He actually gave up his life for the church. And so God says, yeah, I understand, men, that this can be tough. I understand that relationships are, are hard. I understand that maybe your wife won't respond to you always the way that you hope she does it may not be reciprocal but you husband you christian man have the responsibility to love your wives sacrificially and again when you understand that god's in charge of your wife god alone can change her heart your lack of giving 100 percent won't improve communication it won't change her heart it won't change her mind it will only make things worse So I can't guarantee you, and God doesn't guarantee you, that you doing the right thing will always fix it, but it's the way that you honor Him, and it's the best shot you have at fixing any communication or marriage problems you have when you just give 100%. right? If you marry a good-willed woman who really does love you, and in most circumstances that's true, then doing the right thing, sacrificially loving her, many times will help. Again, I'm not saying it always will, but it definitely is the path and it is the calling and it's a high calling, just like Christ's calling was high and he died and cared for us in that kind of way. So not easy for sure, but better communication definitely comes when we can learn to emulate Christ with the way that we interact with our wives. So leading with love is certainly step number one. Step number two, or idea number two, I wrote down is practicing active listening. So active listening, by definition, is where you make this conscious effort to hear not only the words that are coming out of your wife's mouth, but more importantly, you're trying to understand the message that she's communicating to you. And I and I know this is tricky. So active communication, active listening is when you are intently paying attention. It's when you are you know, not distracted when she's talking. You're not just having it come in one ear and out the other, but you're not really listening. And I think we all know what that means to be really listening. Uh, There's many times that you hear the words, but you're not listening, right? You're, again, you're so comfortable and familiar with being around your wife that a lot of times we can just take her for granted. We take what she's saying for granted, and we're really not trying to, you know, understand what it is that she's trying to communicate or say. And then, and you end up with one of these. Well, I already told you that. And you say, well, no, you only said this, right? It's he said, she said kind of communication. And it gets all uh, funky and weird. And it can really spiral out of control quickly. And we've all been there. A lot of that comes because we as men, I think, are just <laughs> our wives talk and they spiderweb and they go from this topic to that. And we get lost in it. And we're just like, look, I don't, I don't have time for this whole conversation. And so we, we kind of discount her at times but active listening is when we're really making a conscious effort to be present and to pay attention and to listen to what what she's trying to communicate to us so here's some ideas that i wrote down that i think could help number one is just pay attention you know maybe for uh, your wife it'll come down to just you know giving some space or giving some time where you can say hey look if you want to chat and kind of tell me about your day or communicate something, can we do it at this time and, you know, maybe this place where we can chat, you know, privately or quietly for just a few minutes. Even if it's not that though, when you come home from work, maybe what what you need to do is just say, Lord, will you help me to pay attention and engage with my wife in a way that will really help her to know that I'm, that I care. Something like that, right? And just Having your brain and your mind in the state of mind where I guess where you can pay attention, really hear her clearly, another idea is to put your phone down. I mean, these things have become uh, so detrimental to communication, but that they're just a distraction. You know it's like it's it's terrible when you're at a restaurant. we've all seen this. we've all are probably guilty of this at times in a restaurant or maybe even just at your living room, uh, sitting at the couches where everybody is on the phone they are a genuine distraction and problem and if you want to improve communication with your wife you can't be a good active listener if you're staring and scrolling at your phone so pay attention put your phone down the next thing is to look at her you know there's a there's a real respect that comes when people will actually look you in the eye and and chat with you and not be you know averting attention and distracted again by a thousand other things Spend time as you're talking to look her eye to eye, and I think that makes a big difference. She knows then that you're fully present. She knows and can see that you're paying attention, and I think that will help her to know that you care and that, that you are, are present with her. Another thing you can do is to repeat back what you heard. So if she's trying to communicate something to you about something that needs done or something that feels important to her, whatever that is, you know, just repeating it back and saying, okay, so this is what you're saying, correct? You know, and asking for clarification, asking, you know, follow up questions to that. This is what I heard you say. Is this, is that correct? Is that what you want me to do? Whatever that is, but just clarifying that with her again shows respect and honor to her and shows that you're paying attention and you, and you want to understand what she's communicating, not just hearing the words that she said. Again, can make a huge difference in your communication if you lead with love and then really pay attention. You really actively listen. And again, imagine, imagine how it would feel if she listened to you that way. Imagine if you had you know come to her to communicate about something and she treats you that way. She's paying attention. She puts her phone down. She looks you in the eye. She clarifies what you've said. She asks follow-up questions. You would just say, yeah, she's paying attention and I appreciate that a lot. So you know you would like it. So you can also practice that and treat her the same way. Number three, Improving communication can happen when you understand the power of your words. Fellas, I want you to think for a second, the way that you communicate with other men is different than maybe how you should communicate with your wife. But I have watched and witnessed, and certainly am guilty at times of myself, of thinking that I can just harass and communicate with my wife in the same kind of funny way that i might with another man but she doesn't receive it the same way when it's not funny is also when men are rude or men are harsh with their words men are critical with their words we're very sharp against our wife we're very demeaning at times and here's what i want you to think about when it comes to improving communication or destroying it your words are powerful. Your words have the ability to shape the atmosphere of your entire home and your entire day. I can think of many examples where I came in maybe from work stressed. Maybe there was something that happened there that was just frustrating or tiring, or maybe I'm just exhausted, whatever it is, right? And I come home and I'm trying to, in my mind, be helpful with my words, be attentive, and Something is said and I go off on a tangent. I am critical. I'm mean. I'm harsh. And I'm like, gosh, where did that come from? I was even purposefully trying not to be that way. But I kind of, I am that way sometimes. I'm harsh with my words. I'm mean with my words. And it just changes the atmosphere of our home. It changes the atmosphere between my wife and I. And it'll change the atmosphere in negative or positive ways for you and your wife too. Your words shape the atmosphere of your home listen to these two passages thinking about the power of our words the first one i wrote down was ephesians again four, verse 29 and it says do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen that that verse is awesome i'm going to read it one more time because it's that awesome do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. If you want to improve communication with your wife, this passage is pretty clear. Watch your mouth, fellas, when you're talking to your wife. You ought to speak to her different than you do to other people. Don't let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Now, that could certainly be, I think, perceived or thought of mostly as curse words or dirty jokes or different things like that. And I think, again, those, pla- those things aren't appropriate or best for followers of Christ. But unwholesome talk could certainly just be, you know, words that are harsh or sarcastic or demeaning or whatever it is that's negative that would hurt the heart of your wife. So don't let those things come out of your mouth to her in particular, right? Only what's good for building her up, helping her out, and benefiting her Listen to this one. Proverbs 18, verse 21 says, The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. <laughs> the tongue, though, can bring death or life. It's so true. Again, your words have power and they can change the atmosphere. Imagine, for example, though, in a real positive shift, imagine if your wife's having a bad day and you are leading with love, you're active listening. And you are just present with her. The phone is down, your eye to eye, your face and tone and everything is saying, I'm, I'm with you. I care about you. I want to help you. And And then your words follow it up and they just bring life to her. You know, imagine if you used words like, I appreciate you so much. How can I help? Please. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry right? I love you. These are powerful things that could just really boost the heart of your wife. And again, when you come in with the right tone, the right attitude, the right love, the right listening skills, man, you are going to improve everything in your marriage. But communication in particular will get better. Our words can change everything for the good or for the bad. They can bring death or they can bring life. So if you want to improve communication, use your words powerfully, but carefully to bring life to your marriage. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. And if you are, please do us a huge favor and be sure to subscribe, click the like button, and then leave us a five-star review. It only takes a few seconds to do this, but it makes a huge difference for us. And it helps us to reach more men who are looking for content just like this. Thanks so much for listening and helping us out. Now back to the show. All right. Number four, resolve conflict God's way. The first thing I think of when I think of resolving conflict God's way is that most of us, maybe, maybe that's too strong. Many of us, at least, have not grown up in homes where we saw marital conflict handled well. Now, maybe you're the exception to that. Hopefully, that's true. Hopefully, you grew up in a home like that. But when we look at conflict, we oftentimes respond to it in ways that we've witnessed from our own families growing up for good or for bad but one thing that we know about marital conflict is that it's inevitable (laughs) the key for us as men is learning to handle it biblically learning to address it constructively again going back to ephesians chapter 4 it says this in verse 26 and 27 in your anger do not sin don't let the sun go down while you're still angry don't give the devil a foothold so dealing with conflict is one where we are going to get upset but you don't have to get upset to the point where it becomes sinful it's what do you do with that feeling how, how emotionally intelligent and strong are you are you able to uh, see past the frustration and, and still trust that the heart of your wife is good to you. I remember studying Emerson Egrich's book, Love and Respect. And that was one of the most powerful things in our premarital counseling that I thought was helpful for me, anyways, was the idea that if you believe that the heart of your wife is good to you, that her will for you is good, then even when you're in conflict, rather than it spinning out of control and going through what he calls a crazy cycle, where you frustrate her, she frustrates you, and it just spins and gets worse and worse. The emotionally intelligent and and, uh, resilient man is one who can see past that. It's somebody who is in touch with the Spirit, where God is able to speak and break through that noise and say, well, well, Nate, pause here. Slow it down. This is how it feels, but this isn't who she is. And so we don't make it this personal attack. We don't turn this anger into sin. We don't let, as we just talked about, the power of our words spin us into death cycle where we make it personal and we start spouting off and we just make it worse. And so one of the things we see here is that if you want to be dealing with conflict correctly, we control the anger and the emotions that could spin it out of control, number one, but we also go deal with it quickly. It says don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. So I think it's appropriate for us to sometimes take a step back and to pause and to detach from the situation but we also want to make sure we don't just let it go right we want to go learn to deal with the conflict we want to go you know have these conversations with our wife and learn to communicate strongly in a way to say gosh this why are we here how do we deal with this how did we end up stuck like this where do we go from here whatever it is you've got to say right communicate before the sun goes down. And he says this in, in this passage, because if you don't, it gives the devil a foothold. What is a foothold? Well, it's it's something that allows him to hang on and move up into your life and move into your heart even, even more so. It allows the devil to hang on versus a flat surface where there's nothing for him to hold on to. He can't stay attached, right? So that is the imagery we see here where we're not letting the devil stay attached in our communication, in our marriage, in our home. We're not giving him a place to do that because we're going to go be men and act courageously and go deal with this thing and then be done with it. And, and by the way, think of your own stories here, but I can think of mine to say almost every time that I've had the courage or my wife has had the courage to come and say, hey, I'm sorry, like, let's let's start over or whatever it is. It's over. It's done, especially for a guy. Like when a guy's like, hey, are we good? Yep, we're good. And we just move on. That's that's a powerful thing. It's a good thing. So be done with the conflict. Handle it God's way. Handle it like a man. Do it quickly. See past what the emotion is, right? And don't give the devil any place in your marriage. There's a principle that I heard years ago that I think matches with this conversation really well. And it's this the most mature person moves first well again this isn't a podcast for the wives although i know they listen some of them do (laughs) but this is for you men we need to become the most mature in situations like this if you want to deal with conflict god's way then be the most mature and move to that situation and say hey i was wrong or what's going on or how can we fix this how do we deal with this i'm sorry forgive me, all of these things, right? Using words, using love, using listening to figure out how did we hurt the heart of our wife and acting like men. In fact, the verse that we use in our ministry as kind of the core motivating verse for us and get in the fight is 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. And it says that we should act like men. We should be strong. We should do everything in love. And so in that verse, what we see is that when, when this translation says act like men, most translations use the word courage, have courage. Well, and guess what? Communicating with your wife takes courage. For whatever reason, the spiritual battle is very intense in our marriages. And we need to be strong and do everything in love. This is what it looks like to be a man, is to take on conflict God's way and improve your communication by moving first. You be the mature one. Don't wait for her to come to you, which a lot of men do, but you be the one to humble yourself. You be the one to approach her first. You be the one to cut off the conflict before it spins out of control. If you do that, your marriage will get better, but certainly your communication will as well. All right, number five, the last one here, in terms of improving communication with your wife, pursue unity through prayer. Let me ask you a question. How often, first of all, do you pray with or for your wife? The second question is, why is it so stinking hard, <laughs> right? Why is this such a battle? When I look at my own life and when I talk to other men, I know that this is a major battle. For whatever reason, praying with our wife is difficult. It's hard. And, and, and I'm sure a lot of that, most of that has to do with just the, the devil's work in our lives. The selfishness in our own hearts, the fear of rejection, and all these other things that are going on keep us from communicating like this. But what a what a terrible thing to say. What a weird thing to say, right? You marry this woman that God has brought into your life as this complement to your life, this woman that uh, you cherish and love more than any other that you've committed your life to, and we struggle to talk to God together. Why is that? Well, if we want to not only improve our marriage and our intimacy together, then pray together. Fix so many of the problems that you have by simply coming together with God in prayer. Listen to this verse from 1 Peter 3.7. It says this, In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. There's an interesting correlation there between um, how we treat our wives and how God responds to our prayers. It's one of those really interesting things that maybe you just need to consider if you feel like your prayers are being hindered and God is not responding, and then you evaluate your marriage, you may see that this could be a part of that. And that might be something that God needs to address with you that maybe you should talk to him about. But if you want to improve your communication, if you want to improve your marriage, then I encourage you to pray together. Honor your wife. Treat her with understanding. And the way that we do that is all the things that we just talked about. You're leading with love. You're really listening. You're really trying to communicate. You're being careful with your words. You're using them powerfully. You're dealing with conflict quickly and resolving it, and you're the one that's more mature. And then you're coming together in prayer. How powerful could that marriage be? How much better would that communication be? So think about this. What happens to communication when we start praying together with our wife? Four things. Number one, it's really hard to stay mad or frustrated when you're praying together. (laughs) There's just something about it that, you might be really ticked off and frustrated and having a bad day but if you say hey let's pray together real quick even if you're gritting your teeth and it's just a struggle to do it god will shake you up and shake her up and most likely you will leave there getting rid of some of that baggage it's hard to stay mad and frustrated when you're in prayer number two when you pray together you just feel closer you feel more connected you feel more intimate you feel more bonded. And so praying together is a powerful thing for every part of your marriage, but certainly your communication. The third thing that happens is God reorients your heart, but not just you, but hers as well. Because again, you you are probably married to a good-willed woman who really does want to know God. I hope that's the case. And if that's the case, then praying together not only reorients your heart to him, but it also reorients hers. And when you have two good-willed people who are reorienting their life to Christ on a daily basis your life will be blessed your communication will certainly get better and number 4 communication improves because your defenses go down when you pray together again we we kind of already mentioned this but it's it's hard to stay frustrated well why do we get frustrated well we've got our defenses up and we're just self-conscious or worried about all these other things but those walls come down when we pray together. And and here's the thing that I would encourage you with. Start really small. You know, we did a challenge in our fight club where I challenged everybody to pray for just one or two minutes a day with their wife for, for one week. And I know that for me, when I was doing that with Sarah, I didn't ask her to pray. I just said, hey, we're doing this challenge. I wanna pray with you before I go to work. I just prayed over her, prayed blessings on her, prayed for her day, things like that, kept it super short, kept it super simple. And I encourage you to start there, too. Sometimes I think when we pray or we say, like, let's do this, it's this very it feels very awkward and weird. And it might be for you at first. And if that's the case, just push through it, but push through it by just keeping it short, keeping it simple and and just keep going, though, because what you might find out is that when it does bring you closer to her when it does change your heart and hers when it does bring your defenses down you might find out that the reason you there's a fight against it is because it's so powerful and maybe it's something that you'll want to do more but don't feel like you have to sit there and pray for you know 10 minutes and pour your hearts out in prayer that way if that's not where you're at yet no worries just get started where you can so if you want to improve your marriage if you want to improve your communication pray together, make it a priority. All right, so here's the quick recap. We talked about leading with love, sacrificial love, the example of Christ, and imitating God who gave himself up for the church. That is the role of a man in his marriage that he leads with love that way. We talked about practicing active listening, really listening, putting down the distraction face-to-face, eye-to-eye, heart-to-heart, really just Trying to understand what is she communicating, not just the words that she's using, but paying attention to to what's happening and really, really listening without distraction. We talked about the power of our words and they can change the atmosphere of our home and they can change the atmosphere of our marriage quickly, both good and bad. So understand how powerful those words are and use them carefully. Then we talked about resolving conflict, doing it God's way and, and understanding that one of the best ways finally that we do that is in unity and prayer. And so if you will do this, if you will do these five things, your marriage will get better. Your uh, life will be better. And just remember this small little caveat here. If you have kids at home, the most important thing that you can give your kids is a strong marriage. Not only that, but someday those kids will likely marry as well. And again, they will carry into their communication with their spouses so many of the things that they witnessed in you. Now, one more caveat. If you if your kids are long gone, if your kids are older and you feel like, gosh, it's I've already screwed up, it's too late. It's never too late. Number one, if you're going to be married to your wife, it's worth it just for that relationship alone. But your grown kids and grandkids and all the rest will see a transformed man, a transformed marriage, and that'll be worth it. So my encouragement to you, go back maybe and listen to this podcast and write down ideas that make sense to you and put them into practice. Just remember that uh, talk is cheap. We can listen all day and go, yeah, that was cool. But if we don't do it, if we don't practice it, then it won't really change much. But when we let Christ in, we can see marriages improved. And it's so critical that we do for your heart, for hers, and for all those that are watching. So It takes strong men to do the things that we talked about today. But in Christ, you have what it takes. So go get in the fight. Hey guys, thanks so much for being here today and listening to the show. Please be sure to head over to the website at getinthefight.club. And before you go, if you haven't already, please subscribe, click the like button, and leave us a positive five-star review. It makes a huge difference whenever you do. Have a great day. Go get in the fight.